Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for The Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We are abiding caregivers who want to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for our loved ones who rely on us. This is episode 33, and we're talking about how to make a decision about the upcoming school year, or how to make any hard decision, actually. We'll talk through a framework for making big decisions, and I have a message that will hopefully free you from the pressure you feel. I know how stressful it feels right now. I am feeling it too. But together, we can decrease that stress and turn our pressure over to Christ, who cares for us. Before we jump into the discussion, let me first let you know that at the end of the episode, I'll share how you can get the first four downloadable pages for your Abiding Caregiver Planner. You can download those today. I've been working with my designer, Terry Lynn Underwood, and I can't wait to share what we have come up with. Listen all the way to the end for the details. Okay, now let's jump into the discussion about school plans. Last week, we got like multiple emails from our district and James's teacher. The school district wanted to know what parents want to do and when they want to start. James's teacher wanted to know specifically what we hope for the new school year. They are gathering as much information as they can, trying to balance the needs of the kids, parents, teachers, support staff, and follow the guidelines of the city and our state. Actually, our school district like wraps around three different cities and they all have pretty different needs. We can relate to this pressure on a small scale since my husband is a pastor and he's also making decisions about regathering and keeping everyone as safe as possible. They came out with a plan at the end of last week and so now everybody gets to decide what is best for their families. I know not all of you have the option to decide. My friends in California and other places are being told that their school will be online only. Some of you with very vulnerable or medically fragile children don't feel like you have a choice either. Staying home is the best and safest option for your child. But for many of us, we do have a decision to make, and we need to make it soon. Will we send our children to school? (laughs) Will we attempt cyber school? Or will we homeschool? To make this decision, or any hard decision that comes up for ourselves and our families, we can work through the information in today's podcast and feel confident moving forward with our plans. First, let's talk about the enemies of making decisions. Those are the fears that hold us back. Then let's talk about what we should focus on instead of those fears. And finally, I'll share five questions to ask when making a decision, and then we'll walk through those five questions together as I decide what to do about our school year. First, the three enemies of making decisions. Number one, the fear of not having enough information. Sometimes we delay making a decision because we don't think we have enough information. Information is certainly a good thing. It's helpful to have as many questions answered as possible when making a decision. Advice from others is also helpful. But what makes it an enemy is when we never feel like we have enough information so we keep putting off the decision. This is a temptation for all of us at some level, but some personality types may be more prone to it than others. Number two, the fear of judgment from others. You may be afraid to make a decision because you know or believe you will be judged for whatever decision you make. I am super guilty of this one. 
Anytime we make a decision and someone else makes a different decision, we may feel like they are judging us. I have a friend who does practically the opposite (laughs) of almost everything I do. And I was having trouble connecting with her. I mentioned it to my therapist one day and she pointed out that I feel like my friend is judging me when we make different decisions. Now, is she actually judging me? Probably not. I don't judge her for making decisions that are so different from my decisions. Our circumstances are pretty different. But a fear of judgment is real, especially for those of us who are people pleasers or who are sensitive to the reactions of others. Number three, the fear of failure. If you grew up in a home where it never seemed like what you did was good enough to earn love or attention, you may fear failure. This is a big factor when making decisions if you see the decisions as having a right or a wrong result being a pass or fail situation. The good news is most decisions aren't pass or fail. There's lots of gray area. There's also lots of grace. So let's focus now on the solutions to these fears, the grace that we can find. Okay, so first we're going to remember that most decisions aren't permanent. There are a few that are, (laughs) of course. We celebrated our 17th anniversary yesterday, and on the day we got married, right before the doors to the chapel opened and I walked down the aisle to Lee, my dad said, are you sure about this? He was willing to turn and walk out the back door with me if that's what I decided to do, because marriage is a pretty permanent decision. Having children is permanent, but very few other things are. You can take a job and change your mind. You can move to a new place and move again. You can start reading a book and put it down after 50 pages. You can even start the school year making one decision and then decide another plan would be better for your family. I know that that's trickier to do in some states and districts than others, but it can be done. That's been our plan for our older typical son's school since he started preschool when he was three. We make the best decision for him at the start of each new year, and that has changed multiple times. If you struggle with a fear of not having enough information at this time or a fear of failure, remind yourself that the decision you're making isn't permanent. Give yourself grace to pivot in the future if necessary. Second, know you are only responsible for yourself and your own reactions. This is a tough one, but we have opportunities to live it out each day. We can't let possible judgment from others be such a big influence on our decision making. Why? Because we can't control others, and ultimately, we don't answer to them. There have been many times that I have forgotten this, and it's affected my family. We very rarely eat out because years ago, we were on a road trip, And we stopped at Bojangles in South Carolina and a couple was sitting close to us and James was making a lot of noise. And so they got up and moved, um, giving us, you know, a dirty look or two. Uh, And and it upset me so much that I kind of made the decision that we wouldn't eat out anymore because I couldn't handle that. Um, I couldn't handle that judgment. But I have found that I can't control others' reactions to us. Not when we eat out, not at church, not at the grocery store, not anywhere. When I'm faced with making a decision, big or small, I remind myself that I can't control other people's reactions to us. We have to live out our lives focused only on what we can control, not the fear or judgment from others. 
Finally, believe that you aren't held to a standard of perfection, but focus instead on being faithful. If you read my book or you have followed me online for a while, you know that five years ago, like exactly five years ago this week, we moved to Texas to plant a new church. Our hope was that this church would be special needs welcoming from day one. We spent two years focused on that goal while Lee and I both worked multiple jobs and built relationships with families who were interested in our vision for a church. At the end of those two years, the associations that were funding the church plant said we didn't meet the goals that they had for us. We could keep trying to make it work without their financial support, or we could close the church plant and be open to what God might do next. Did our church plant fail? Well, some might consider it a failure, but I don't think God did. He wasn't judging us by our success. He had asked us to be faithful, faithful to his calling on our family to take steps to get to the place that he had planned for us all along. As you work through making tough decisions, don't be afraid of failure. Instead, focus on being faithful. So those are the three fears that hold us back from making big decisions and what we should focus on instead when we work through those decisions. So now let's talk about five questions you can ask yourself when faced with the decision, whether that's what you're going to do about this school year or something else that's heavy on your mind. All right. Number one, what is my fear? Can you identify what's holding you back from making a decision? Number two, how can I overcome that fear? How can you meet that fear with the truths that we talked about? Number three, what steps can I take now toward making the decision? Is there any more information that you need? Number four, whose counsel do I need to listen to? Is this a decision you need to make with your spouse or need to make with someone else's advice? Number five, what is the best option for me right now? When you ask this question, you remind yourself that you're making this decision for yourself or for your family member, not worrying about judgment from others, and you're reminding yourself that this is a right now decision, not a forevermore decision. These five questions will help guide you through big decisions. Now, how about we walk through them together as I decide what we're going to do about the new school year? Okay, here we go. First, what is my fear when it comes to making this decision? I don't fear James or David getting sick because they don't have weak immune systems and neither one is medically fragile. I do fear judgment from others, even judgment from people online when I share our decision. How can I overcome this fear? I remind myself that I am responsible to make this decision for our family, not anyone else. What they decide for themselves takes lots of things into consideration, just like I am doing for us. Third, do I need more information? Well, we have been paying pretty close attention to the numbers of positive cases in our area as Lee plans for church to fully open again. So I have all the information I need. Next, do I need advice from anyone else? Mm, not really for this decision. Lee and I need to agree on the plan, but he's left a lot of it up to me. And finally, what is the best option for us right now? The best option is for James to attend school in person and for David to be homeschooled. 
James has been attending therapy since March and has attended summer school, and both have gone really smoothly. I trust his teacher and her support staff to do their best to keep the kids safe. And if James does get sick, I have a plan in place to care for him as we isolate ourselves. Our plan for David is different because he will actually be skipping eighth grade. Uh, when he transitioned from homeschooling to public school back in fifth grade, we held him back because of his dyslexia. But he has a fall birthday and he is much older than his peers. That may really be an issue when he turns 18 at the beginning of his junior year instead of during his senior year, like his classmates. So our plan is to homeschool David this year and advance him. So <laughs> do I still have fear about this decision? Uh, yes. <laughs> but I remind myself of First John 4, 18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Who exhibits perfect love? God. <laughs> I can move past my fear because I trust in his love for me and my family. That doesn't mean everything will go perfectly. It doesn't mean we won't get sick. God loves plenty of people who have gotten sick. But it does mean no matter what happens, no matter what decision I make, it won't separate me from God's love. It won't snatch me out of his hand. It won't even divert me from his will. My decisions are not powerful enough. Praise God. <laughs> Let's pray to him now and ask for his wisdom over our decision making. God, you are all-knowing and all-present, omniscient and omnipresent. We are limited in our knowledge and by our location, but these limitations point us to you and how much we need you. We need you now as we make decisions for our families. That decision may be about school, it may be about when to return to church in person, it may be to find another job or move to a lo new location. No matter what it is, we ask for your wisdom. Drive away the fear we have and replace it with trust in you and your perfect love. We are thankful that you don't expect perfection from us, but you hope for faithfulness. Help us to make the best decision we can with the information we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I hope that was helpful for you. It certainly was for me to just talk through it with you. Let me take a minute now to tell you more about the Abiding Caregiver Planner because I don't want you to miss the opportunity to get the first four downloads that are releasing today. Patreon fans only get access to these pages today. If you aren't familiar with Patreon, it's a way to subscribe to exclusive content from your favorite creators as you financially support them. Your financial support, starting at just $5 a month, will unlock the planner pages that I have created for you to use. We're starting off with a month at a glance, a weekly schedule, a menu plan, and a page to help you set goals for each new month. All of these will be available for you to use in August. And you'll get four new downloadable printables each month for the rest of this year. If you're interested, sign up right away at patreon.com slash Sandra Peoples. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sandra Peoples. And you can download those. Thank you for considering supporting me in this way. It, it really does bless my family. And of course, thank you for spending time with me. I'll be praying for you this week as you make decisions for yourself and for your family. 
Remember, apart from Christ, we can do nothing, but with Him, we have everything we need as we live out our calling as abiding caregivers.